<laughs> Bear with me here. We know you're crying, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. First of all, welcome, you guys. Welcome to debrief. Congratulations for getting this far. This far. You are oh so close to the end. But it's not over yet, okay? It's not over yet. That was Backcountry Trails Program Director Carlson Hubbard welcoming the first two crews to Camp Mather for the 2018 Backcountry Trail Crew Debriefing. And that's where we're going to be today and for the next few weeks on CCC Hardcore. Welcome to CCC Hardcore, and today we're going to be visiting with the Backcountry Trail crews at their 2018 debriefing uh, near Yosemite, California. Uh, before we start, you probably noticed that the theme music was a little different this time. When I was at debriefing, I was able to record some of the Backcountry Corners themselves playing their instruments. Backcountry Corners, um, they don't have any electricity back there, right? So they got a, a lot of them will take their own instruments and make their own music back there. So backcountry crews typically have, you know, you know a lot of guitars, uh, some ukuleles. Those are probably the most common ones. Uh, and you get some fiddles every once in a while, mandolins maybe. And you get corners making their own music. So when they got to debriefing and they had some time, they just did what they had been learning all summer long. Is a good way to pass the time is to get together and jam. Normally, uh, my music is that blues tune, uh, Boogie Part 1 by the Tall Pines. Um, this week and all next week, or, and for the rest of the backcountry uh, recordings, uh, I'm going to be playing clips and pieces from the backcountry jams, and so that's what we're going to be doing for music. Um, before we get far, um, I just want to say again that the views expressed on this podcast represent those of the host and the guests and do not necessarily represent those of the California Conservation Corps or its sponsors. Now, uh, for the benefit of anybody just joining us, uh, you, and I've been talking a lot about the Backcountry Trails program, if you're new and you don't know exactly what the Backcountry Trails program is, um, the California Conservation Corps has been running the Backcountry Trails program since uh, 1978 and every year they send uh, several crews um, up to six sometimes there's been fewer in the past of crews to go and work trails in some of the most beautiful places in California and these will be in the national parks or the national forests sometimes state parks and they will meet together at the end of April for orientation and they'll receive some rudimentary training um, do all the paperwork make sure that everybody is signed up oh very important part here the backcountry trails program doesn't just use uh, people who are already in the california conservation corps uh, since the 90s they have been in partnership with the federal americorps program so they recruit corners from all over the country so out of about out of the 97 or so corners on backcountry crews Maybe half of them will be from the CCC, and the other half will be from all around the country without having been in the CCC first. So after orientation, that last week of April, they will split into their crews, and they will go off to whatever park or forest they're going to be working at, and they will spend the rest of their summer living out of backpacks, um, living under very primitive conditions, being resupplied once a week by mules or helicopters, 
and working on trails in some of the most beautiful places in America. Uh, they'll do that through the summer, through September. And the last week of September, uh, the season is done. All the crews will get back together at Camp Mather, which is a camp run by the city of San Francisco near Hetch Hetchy, just outside Yosemite National Park. And the crews will all get together for what they call debriefing. And one of the best things about debriefing is it's when the coroners earn their backcountry patches. Uh, the backcountry trails program is one of the few programs that I know of where you don't get your patch that you're going to put on your uniform shirt. Uh, you don't get your patch until you have completed the program. So if you see a core member with a backcountry patch on their sleeve, you know that they have they, they completed the program. They went the whole nine yards. They they went the distance and and they completed the program. So, uh, with that said, uh, let's get to the interviews. Your so, name is? I'm George Parker. George. Yeah. Okay. And you are? Marina. Marina. Yeah. And what crew are you on? Klamath. Klamath. Yes. And what did you do before backcountry? I, just before backcountry, I was in India. Oh, for wow. For six months, I did a four-month-long um, yoga course in mm -hmm. a state in the east of India. Okay. Um, and then before that, I was living in New York for two years. Wow. Before that, I farmed in Europe. Before that, I was in college. Wow. You've had quite a life. <laughs> but, I mean, even just venturing out into India, I met so many people who are my age or younger who, this is, that's how they live. You know, they just keep going and going and everything's okay and they're okay. I know. Um, that was so strange to me and uh -huh. it was so scary. And that was, I think, the first... Wow. Like venture out of my actual life. Mm -hmm. You know, I was changing my life. Wow. Right where, where, where are you from originally? Chicago. Okay. Suburbs. I grew up Chicago. in Lake County. Lake County? Yeah. Uh, where? Uh, Round Lake Beach. Okay. Yeah, most people. Where? Round Lake Beach. Most people say, I, I don't know where that is. <laughs> no. Um, I am from Northbrook. Okay. I went to school in Evanston. Okay. Yeah. So, unfortunately, not very far. <laughs> <laughs> So how did you find out about the backcountry program? I got an email, I think, it was something through AmeriCorps when I was woofing after college. Um, or no, I'd signed up for AmeriCorps at the end of college in my hopeless attempts to pick something mm -hmm. to do. Um, so I got an email from them. I didn't really think about it more than that. And then for some reason I decided to email them last season, for, for last season, but it was just after the deadline. They said they can't accept mm -hmm. application. Yeah. So I said, okay. And then I applied this year. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Okay. I just did. Was but there at much to the application process? No. I mean, it was fairly easy. I was going from city to city in India and applying. You know, different steps of the application were in different oh, places. Wow. It was cool. Um, but the application was very straightforward. Okay. Like I rambled sufficiently, and then I had my phone interview. All right. Or a video interview um, in a hotel room. Um, had you ever been to California before? Yeah, I have family in L.A. Okay. Um, I think I went to Tahoe when I was very little, but I visited L.A. twice maybe. I've been to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Had you ever heard of the Klamath before? Never. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Never. Where, where did you go in the Klamath? We were in the Siskiyou Wilderness mm -hmm. in Happy Camp Okay. at the beginning, I think for five weeks. And then we went to Stanislaus. Oh, yeah. In the immigrant wilderness. And then we went back to Klamath, and we were in the marbles. Okay. What kind of work did you do? Maintenance. We did a ton of rock work. Okay. It seemed like everything. And what's the difference between maintenance and rock work? Maintenance is maintaining 
the trail that's there. So it might be brushing, you know, so it might be cutting like trees that are growing into, or limbs even that are growing into the trail or just over the trail. Mm-hmm. They have a specific um, width of a corridor that they want to maintain. They want to keep it free so that it doesn't grow back so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that our work in this season can last at least a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, pulling things out if it's pullable, uh, pulling little saplings out. Mm-hmm. Digging out swales, digging out water bars, the swales okay. near water bars that have filled in. Okay. Hiking a lot. A lot of hiking, I mean, it's... Um, and then rock work, or dry stone masonry, as they call it. Yeah. It just, we uh, worked on a huge project um, in Stanislaus. Mm-hmm. We built, like, it was a fortress, basically. There were check steps, you know, retainer walls, um, and built water bars. And I am blanking on, oh, like, you know, multi-tier walls there you and go, yeah. everything. Rip-rap. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. so cool. Rip-rap is pretty challenging. It yeah. was really fun, though. Yeah. I love puzzles, you know, and it's just to see it, see everything fit together and have it be so smooth is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a little bit of that on the slide that we worked okay. at in the marbles. That was okay. our main project. All right. There. Um, what kind of stuff did you see on your off time, like on your weekend hikes and stuff like that? What's your favorite place that you went to? We saw so much. Um, well, so when we were in Happy Camp, the only place really for us to go was Bear Lakes, in Bear Valley. So one weekend I went to went to the Upper Bear Lake, which is bigger, and there was a more established campsite. And then we kind of cross country down another weekend to the Lower Lake, which is a little swampier. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little campsite there too, and it was. We don't know what it was at the time, but there was this like cabbage like plant everywhere okay and it's called corn lily mm-hmm. and then there were little snakes slithering around through all of it it was oh. kind of weird down down there at that uh-huh. lake <laughs> um oh, i don't know and stanislaus was beautiful it was so easy to go mm-hmm. everywhere that's there. the series so that's yeah. a lot more granite than there is over in the Klamath. Yeah. yeah yeah so we went you know we went up um to granite dome that was beautiful but that was during the mosquito time uh. it was very hard you know i looked i looked at the amazing view in the moon sunset and the moonrise and everything i was like great okay but then it was just weird (laughs) torrents yeah of mosquitoes yeah um but the lakes there were beautiful there was this one lake called toe jam (laughs) which was a wonderful lake Mm -hmm. um and it was very nice in that area and then on our hike into the marbles sean dropped us off at the etna summit trailhead and it was nearly 30 miles to hike into our camp even though there was a trailhead two miles away mm-hmm. from our camp um, and we went to this lake called Maneaton Lake mm. and it was kind of like a slide down to it but it was beautiful and it was big and there were fish everywhere and deep and there was rock instead of marsh you know mm-hmm. instead of that mush at mm-hmm. the bottom I think that may have been that may have been my favorite alright cool was there anything that surprised you during the season like maybe you had some ideas of what the backcountry might be, and then when you got there, it's like, whoa! I uh, wasn't expecting this. I don't. I don't think I was expecting anything, especially okay. after my experience, similar experience, like emotionally, communal living when I was in India. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting anything. I was fine with whatever. You know, I knew I was signing up for something, yeah. and I wasn't coming to impose myself on anything. Cool. But I felt bad so much, so consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, physically or emotionally, and it just doubted myself constantly. Well, I didn't know if I was doing too much work or enough mm-hmm. work. Uh, you know, I didn't know if I was hiking too fast or fast enough. Mm-hmm. I didn't know 
you know, it was. <laughs> what was your biggest challenge? That's my next question. Is that the biggest? Your biggest challenge? Figuring out just what was right for myself, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think I did Su- too successfully. I don't think I did it fully. There were glimpses into a lack of doubt of myself, you know, mm-hmm. into like figuring out what my instincts are. Mm-hmm. But it's there's a lot of work to be done. Right on. So where do you go from here? Um, well, tomorrow I'm getting picked up. I'm going to a crewmate's place for a couple of days. Her girlfriend is picking us up. There are a couple of us going. And then we're meeting up with, I think, almost the rest of our crew in Hesperia. That's at another crewmate's house. And then there's a bluegrass festival the weekend after this weekend. Maybe I'll go there in San Francisco. Right but on. Long term, I, it, it could be anything. You know, grad school. Right on. Going back to writing a little bit. Maybe cool. go back to New York. Do you, um, do you write? I do. I'm like, kind of, you know. All right. <laughs> I think I do. Um, or dance, you know, more of the creative stuff. Sure. That yeah. I barely ventured into. Okay. Um, any words of wisdom for somebody who might be thinking about the backcountry program? Um, do it. Do it and get over yourself. Yeah. In the process. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Anything else you'd like to add? Yeah. Anything you wanted to talk about that I didn't get to? Thank you for doing this. So that was Marina Vernovsky from the Klamath crew. And that's one type of person that you'll meet on a backcountry trail crew. Um, An ambitious go-getter, globetrotter. Uh, She'd already traveled internationally. She'd been to India um, and already (laughs) crammed a lot more into her (laughs) young life uh, than a lot of people will in a longer lifetime. Um, And that's one type of person that you're going to find on a backcountry trail crew. And uh, here's another one. Okay, so your name. Uh, my name is Josh Parker. And what crew are you on? I was on the Kings Canyon crew. Okay. Um, and what did you do before the backcountry? Uh, just before backcountry, I was in the CCC at the Reading Center, just mm-hmm. doing trails projects and fuel reduction and stuff like that. Okay. What did you do before the seas? Uh, not much at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked at Party City for a month, and that was about it, other than school, high school, you know. Okay. So how did you find out about the backcountry program? Uh, my dad was in it, who happens to be the interviewer. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I kind of grew up hearing about it, about his stories from when he was in the seas. Ad nauseum, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Where'd you go in Kings? We started out at Lewis Creek, which is just off the road before you get to Road's End and you start going towards the backcountry trails. And uh, We worked up by Comb Creek, which is up on the just past the Hotel Lewis Loop up toward Kennedy Pass Uh, and then we moved over to Junction Meadow Uh, we were there for a while worked on the East Lake Trail went up to Lake Reflection a ways to work on a drift fence there and then we bumped up to Charlotte Lake worked on the JMT PCT for a while Uh, did some work on the Kearsarge Loop there and then on weekends, we went all over the place, like, you know, Granite Lake and the Monarch Divide, and we went up, you know, a few peaks like Mount Brewer and Mount University. Uh, we went to Mount Whitney, peaked that on our way out, on our hike out at the end of the season. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, what was your favorite place that you went to? My favorite place was definitely Granite Lake, despite the horrific amount of mosquitoes there. Mm-hmm. It was definitely... I would say the most beautiful place that I saw, and there was just nothing like it. There was nobody else up there. You could see just straight down a canyon like I had never seen anywhere else. Well, how would you, I mean, 
How would you describe it? If, if I looked out over the lake, and so, what would I, so what would I see? You can see. You can see all the way down the south-facing canyon. So you can see like out into the foothills. Um, you can see it's it's just trees and rocks as far as the eye can see. But it's in this big V-shaped canyon that's actually relatively narrow. So it's it's like looking down a big tunnel just at everything and there's all kinds of creeks and little lakes in that basin wow. um, when we went to the lake the first time I went there two times it had uh, it had like still it still had ice on it we went there uh, early June I think and there was still some ice on the lake that was like in these just mosaic patterns that was reflecting the sky and the mountains around it because the granite lake itself is in this big bowl of a of cliff faces. Okay, wow. So you'd heard about the backcountry program for a long time before you actually went. Right. Were there any surprises for you once you got there? Anything that you didn't expect? I didn't expect that the the way the policies work in comparison to the normal seas was different than I expected. Uh, they weren't as strict in some ways and they were stricter in other ways. The emphasis on safety, I guess I hadn't quite realized. Uh, it was always more of, you know, hearing these stories about people doing these crazy things and seeing these crazy things and then going there, it was like, yeah, don't do those crazy things. It's, <laughs> you're going to die. Um, it's not the Wild West anymore. Right. <laughs> so I guess that was one thing different. Um, I sort of, I had an understanding that I would grow and change and that I would grow close with people in the community but I had never done that in the way that I did over the season so I suppose just the the magnitude uh, I didn't quite expect okay what was your biggest challenge over the summer probably homesickness which hit around July uh, through most of it I was able to keep a pretty consistent positive mental attitude and just keep trugging um but around July, I started just missing everything, and it's kind of when you hit that point of like, all right, you know, I just did two and a half months, now I got to do another two and a half months, and then I got to hike out. And <laughs> so it was hitting that, that wall of just, wow, okay, I got to do this all over again, and it's going to be probably harder. Um, and then, you know, thinking about home, thinking about all the people at home that I hadn't said stuff to that I wish I'd said stuff to. Uh, but then, you know, in the long run, it kind of comes down to, well, I'm going to have pretty much the rest of my life at home with these other people. I'm only going to have another two and a half months with the people I'm with right now. So mm -hmm. what the hell am I doing freaking out about this yeah. when, you know, I only got so much time here. Okay. So where do you go from here? From here, I'm going to go back into the seas right away. As for next trail season, I'm either going to try and get on with the Eastern Sierra Conservation Corps uh, as a supervisor for one of their crews uh, or just go back to a trail crew maybe a sponsor crew with NPS hopefully in Kings I definitely, whatever I'm doing next summer is going to be on a trail somewhere Okay, right on. Any words of wisdom for anybody thinking about joining the backcountry? I would say the most important thing is to just maintain that positive mental attitude because you can... You can go through the whole program 
and it come out relatively easy if you just keep staying positive. And that's not as easy as it sounds, especially for some people who are not inclined to do so in normal life. It's like, oh man, you know, this is rough. That That's rough. But just maintaining that attitude of we're going to make it through this. We got each other out here um, one day at a time. That makes all the difference because um, you can go through any kind of hell and back as long as you just keep smiling about it and keep going, well, it's just the way it is. That sucks. Let's go. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Anything that you wanted to say that I didn't maybe talk about? I think uh, trust is a big part of the Backcountry Trails program um, that isn't really necessarily touched on a whole lot uh, outside of the program itself. You hear a lot about, you know, you know, you know, positive mental attitude and keep working hard and, um, you know, keep, keep on going. And you hear a lot of, you know, be a part of the community. But one of the biggest parts of being part of a community is trust. It's uh, learning that it's okay to rely on people. Mm-hmm. If you don't build that trust with people, especially sooner rather than later, but, you know, even if it's towards the end you just start to develop that trust not everyone's naturally trusting then it's it's a lot harder to do anything in the program by yourself than it is with somebody else uh by your side or at your back or however you want to look at it and i think that really goes on into the the rest of real life out in the world if you don't have people that you can rely on and if you just refuse to you know, give out that trust, I think that everything's going to be a lot more difficult. So that's something that I would say is definitely worth actively thinking about in the program uh, and after. All right. Well, thanks. Absolutely. So that was Josh Parker with the Kings Canyon crew. And yes, you heard right. That was my son. (laughs) Uh, Three years ago, I would not have imagined that he would ever have joined the seas, let alone done a backcountry season, but that's what he what he did um and that's a story for another day that's a a pretty good story actually Uh, but one thing i wanted to touch on with these interviews is if you recall josh said that last year he was working on a regular ccc crew out of redding and he was and he was doing trails projects um in the stanislaw national forest with a regular ccc crew they would head out for eight days at a time they'd head, head out on a wednesday they'd camp out at the work project it's called a spike for eight days head back to Reading for on the next Wednesday and then have a week off and then go and repeat it that's what his crew did all summer long so it wasn't exactly a backcountry crew uh, they were doing a lot of the same things that a backcountry crew does um, and at that time he started thinking about maybe trying for backcountry well the last week in September of that year they were working and they had some core members hike by their camp and they turned out to be members who were hiking out from the uh, Stanislaw crew, having just finished their backcountry season. And some of these members they stopped and talked with them for a while, and they talked with them about what the backcountry trails program was like. And uh, we actually interviewed one of these members that stopped and, and talked to the uh, the Redding crew. And here's part of that interview from last year. Um, so your name is? I'm Courtney Parks. And where are you from? I uh, am originally from Mammoth Lakes in Fresno, but I reside in the San Luis Obispo Center Okay. Uh, for the CCC. So you're in the seas before, yes. before the backcountry? Yeah, for the past two years. 
So Courtney Parks was one of those coroners that hiked out and talked to my son's crew, um, tell them, telling them about what a cool program this, the uh, backcountry trails were. And uh, Courtney had an interesting story herself. She was a green hat or a specialist. Okay. Yeah. Um, are you a crew leader? No, I'm a green hat. I'm okay. a female dorm captain, okay. and I'm also a second chancer. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not familiar with what a dorm captain is. Um, a female dorm captain is uh, you kind of, uh, in my San, San, Luis, San Luis Obispo Center, you're kind of separated by crew, but the females are all put together in one. So to become a female dorm captain, you kind of have to get not the approval of your C1, but all of the center C1. So I believe at the time there was five, and I was trying to get my green hat. Okay. So I had to get five C1s approvals. And what my job was to do was to create a very bonding experience with all the females in the dorm and make sure that a ruckus doesn't occur, have really good um, practice with conflict resolution, and then um, and then you make sure that they do the chores, and then I do dorm inspections, and then the bonding experiences was like the hardest thing because it's really hard to have five different crews personalities meshed together I, I bet that experience came in handy in the backcountry oh my god it was so much fun. <laughs> so that experience as a female dorm captain really did come in handy uh, when Courtney went to the backcountry and that's one of the things to remember when you're applying for the backcountry trails program you might not have done hard heavy physical labor before but you, you're going to bring other skills to your crew that are going to help your crew um, uh, bond together and, and become a crew. And they're looking for all different kinds of skills and abilities and talents when they're recruiting these backcountry crews. Um, so Courtney had a successful backcountry season, and then she told us what her plans were for after the season. So you're going back to SLO? Yes. Okay. Uh, what? What are your plans after? I mean, what, are you, what are your plans after that? Well, I got uh, probably after this. I'll hopefully have about eight or nine thousand, maybe close to ten, in scholarships. And I wanted to. Um, I wanted to go do something that I hated. I wanted. I hated high school. I hated it so bad. Oh. And I had a horrible time. So I'm thinking about going and doing my least favorite subject. I'm going to go and try and be an English teacher because I had such a horrible time in English class that I never want anybody to have the experience again. So that was Courtney's plan when she finished the backcountry trail season last year. Um, but guess what? We caught up with Courtney again at debriefing this year. We saw Courtney there and we, uh, she shared with us what she'd been doing in the last year. Okay, we had a chance this debriefing to visit with a coroner that we talked to last year. Mm -hmm. um, and your name? I'm Courtney Parks. And uh, last year you were on which crew? I was the Desolation crew Okay. Uh, with Dan Ramirez. Okay, and what did you do after the season? Well, I did what I said I was going to do. I moved down south, I tried the school thing, and I tried to use my scholarships, and uh, it didn't feel right. And it just uh, the woods kept calling, and, and things happened, and I got a call out of nowhere that they needed to cook real quick. And I was like, I'm your gal. Right and on. I ran back to the woods as fast as possible. Right on. So where did, you, where did you cook at? I cooked for the Yosemite 2 crew. Okay. And uh, for about, it was only six and a half weeks, but apparently I made a good enough impression to where they want me next year. Awesome. That yes. sounds great. great. Yeah. Um, so I, what, what's the difference, your first season as a coroner versus coming back as a sponsor? What was that second season like? It was really hard to go out of core member brain because I was a core member for three years. Mm -hmm. And then it was kind of like I got there and they're like, I was like, okay, what do I do? Da, 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 da. And, then, and then at the same time, everybody's asking me what they need to do. And I was like, oh. 
oh god, I have to answer these questions. <laughs> I have to do these things. Okay, and I got on it, and I adapted really well. I integrated myself in the crew really quick, and that was it. any hardships that I had, I alleviate or uh, like. I was on my stuff. It was really fun. Right on. So, yeah. Sounds like you found a home. I did, and I don't want to leave. I right. didn't even want to leave at all. Right <laughs> so I don't even want to go to debriefing. I just want to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Congratulations. Thank right. Thanks for... So it was really great to catch up with Courtney, find out uh, that uh, she's found a home on some trail crews. And as you go through the trail seasons, you're going to find out that uh, the trails community is a pretty tightly knit family. Um, and one of the awesome things about debriefing is... Um, a lot of sponsors come, people who have been working with Cormbers through the whole season, and a lot of them are old Cormbers themselves. And so it's like a trail, trail crew reunion at uh, debriefing, kind of, and uh, get together up at the Evergreen Lodge and just catch up on what we, what everybody's been doing um, over the last few years, and it's a, it's a great time. And uh, I should do a future podcast about that, just about the, the Trails family home. And I learned one more thing about Courtney Parks after last season, um, inter- interacting on Facebook, and we do have a CCC Hardcore Facebook page, is that Courtney's mom had been a coroner too. Um, and I don't know if she was in the backcountry, but just uh, another member of the CCC family. And uh, I think that would be a great topic for a future podcast too, uh, because the CCC's been around long enough that a lot of old coroners, uh, their kids are becoming coroners now, and that would be a pretty fascinating topic too. And um, we're almost at the 30-minute mark. And uh, last year, I kind I want, I held them to 30 minutes each. But you know what? I want to throw one more interview in. I want you to hear from one more type of core member. So your name is Angelina Marshall. And you are on what crew? The Trinity Alps crew. Okay. And what did you do before the backcountry? Um, before I did the backcountry, I was already in the California Conservation Corps. Okay. Um, I'm a satellite off of Los Padres. Okay. What, what did you do before the seas? Um, I did a lot of different things. I did, um, like, I worked at um, local fast food restaurants, um, Jack in the Box, yeah. McDonald's, and stuff like that. Yeah, typical stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why did you join the seas? Um, I joined the seas because I saw something... Um, the sparked sparked into me was like a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of opportunities that the seas had to offer. Okay. Um, what like did, I was gonna say, what did you have in mind? Like what? Caltrans, okay. um, firefighting, mm-hmm. even backcountry, and a lot more that they yeah. have to offer than that. But okay. Like fisheries and stuff like that. Um, so, what made you want to try for the backcountry? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. Um, when I first joined the Seas, um, like a lot of people in our center was going to backcountry and it, it didn't spark an interest in me. But the second time when I joined CCC, I was just going through um, some things with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, they had some expectations that they wanted me to do and how they wanted me to live my life. And I just thought, you know, I love being outdoors and I love working outdoors. and. I want to do what I want to do. So someone's like, hey, backcountry. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about backcountry. <laughs> so, you know, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do instead of what my family wanted me to do. So that's why I joined backcountry. Okay. Are you glad you did? Totally. <laughs> I almost left. Um, oh, yeah? Twice. Okay. And then um, the community came together and convinced me that they needed me and that they wanted me there. And wow said that they believed in me. Oh, that's powerful stuff. Yeah. 
actually having people that believed in your in you when you didn't believe in yourself was yeah. really a a big yeah touching moment yeah um so what challenges did you have <clears throat> mm, a lot more of like physical um like physical stuff mm -hmm. mentally and it's just a lot of just self-doubt like going up the hill like struggling where everyone's in front of you and I'm like thinking to myself am I gonna be able to do this am mm -hmm. I able gonna get am I gonna get fast like everyone else or am I gonna just keep being behind mm -hmm. and so that just brought a lot of self-doubt um just thinking I'm not good enough mm -hmm. and how did you overcome that <sighs> just being part of the community um how like I said, how they're saying that they believed in me and just talking to them and then just actually just opening my eyes and seeing that, you know, I have this one chance to actually be out here getting paid to yeah. be in this, like, wonderful place. Yeah. So what are some of the places you saw? Hmm. <clears throat> so Emerald, Sapphire, Grizzly Lake, mm -hmm. Caribou Lake, Snowfall, I think, yeah, Snowfall, um... Foster, Lion, I saw so many. What was your favorite place, and why was it? Why is it your favorite? Caribou. Okay. Um, it was on our three-day weekend, and we hiked right off of the grade, and it was like a 30-plus mile hike total. Mm -hmm. um, I think actually more, but just like the struggle, getting there and just the exhaustion and just like coming off over the ridge and just seeing the lake mm -hmm. was just like warm, like hearting, like. Yeah, warm hearting and like, the best experience ever. Right so, on. Right yeah. on. <laughs> um, did, did you have any surprises from the backcountry? Yeah, actually, I didn't know much. I didn't even know backpacking was a thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before I, I um, joined backcountry, so that was really a big surprise. Mm -hmm. Like, how to pack your bags, how to pack your back, uh, weekend food, um, how to like survive on your own and yeah. like just everything was just a big surprise just mostly backpacking was the most biggest surprise ever so where do you go from here um you know i'm going back to my center uh, back to california conservation corps but um being out here in the wilderness for five months really opened my eyes to not settling for less mm -hmm. So I'm going to have an open mind. I'm still going to go back to my center, but if anything else pops up, then the job that I want, hopefully, mm -hmm. my dream job, then if it opens, it opens. Yeah. And so I'm just going to take any risk, any, anything I can. Right on. Hope for hope the best for you. Thank you. Um, do you have any words of wisdom for anybody thinking about the backcountry? Don't think about it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, if you keep thinking about it, all these worries and thoughts are going to get into your head, and you're just going to doubt yourself like I doubted myself mm -hmm. but if you just do it and put your mind into it and your willingness you will have the best experience ever and don't think that you can't do anything or this program isn't for you um, if you're worried that you're physically not fit um, someone once told me if you're skinny doesn't matter if you're overweight doesn't matter you're gonna have a rough time either way but this program will help rebuild you to the, um, and make you stronger, mentally and physically. Nice, nice. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, do you have anything you want to add? Anything you wanted to talk about that I haven't asked about? <clears throat> well, I just want to say thank you, George, oh. for visiting us. <laughs> um, really, like, sparked our crew, and 
really meant a lot to us, especially well, with the fishes, or well, the fish. Well, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. It's my pleasure. Mm -hmm. uh, glad to still be part of the part of the program. Mm -hmm. Right on. So that was Angelina Marshall from the Trinity Crew, and she represents another type of person that you'll see on a backcountry trail crew. And that's the person who y y you would look at and you wouldn't think that they would be able to make something as rugged as that. Somebody who has never done a lot of physical work, somebody who doesn't come with a lot of experience. Uh, when I asked her what she did before the seas, um, you know, she was she was kind of embarrassed to say that she just worked fast food. But, you know, that fast food's an honorable job. You're making you're making a, um, an honorable uh, wage there. Um, but it, it's not everything. And there's some there's other things to do. And. Uh, Lena had the courage to step out of her comfort zone and do something different. She joined the seas and she found herself on a backcountry trail crew. And she represents another aspect. You know, she had a hard time. She thought about quitting. And, you know, that, that thought crosses a lot of coroner's minds when they're on the trail crew. Uh, sometimes they do quit. Sometimes they don't make it all the way through. But she represents the coroners who bonded so well with her crew and had developed such trust like Josh talked about and was around other people, other adventurous souls who had done things like Marina Vernovsky. Um, so you take people like Lena, put them on a crew with people like Josh and with people like Marina, they all bring their own strengths. They all bring their own um, areas that need improvement and they, they help one another. They, they bond together as a crew and they help each other get through it. And, you know, it's not just living in the beautiful mountains, although that's an awesome part of the uh, program. It's also uh, the bonding that you have with your crew. Um, you know, Louis L'Amour was a Western writer, and uh, one of my favorite Louis L'Amour quotes says, the trail dust is thicker than blood. And one place that you find that especially true is on a backcountry trail crew. So that'll wrap up this week's interviews. Uh, next week, we'll continue with some more. We're going to hear from a bunch more Cormbers. Uh, I've got interviews at this time with more former Cormbers who I caught up with at debriefing. Uh, so there's still a lot more ahead. So if you're a former backcountry Corps member, uh, or if you've ever worked any sort of trails in the CCC, and you want to share your story like we have been here uh, in this podcast, I would love to get your story to share it with everybody out there. There's several different ways that you can get in touch with me. You can send it via email to grinningdwarf at gmail.com. Um, we have a Facebook page for CCC Hardcore, CCC colon Hardcore, and it's C-O-R-P-S. Uh, there's a blog uh, by the same name, a WordPress blog. You can contact me with messages through any of those. And you can also contact me on my phone, and that number is 530-410-4683. Now, I'm pretty rural. Uh, that's probably going to go to voicemail. You have to leave a message. Um, since I've started that invitation, I've gotten some calls and some hang-ups and no messages. Uh, <laughs> if it's you guys trying to leave me stories, you have to leave a message, and I will get back to you. And... We'll take out this week's program with some more Backcountry Jam. Yeah.